and welcome to another episode of the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about mastering your processes. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So, I'm all about that quarantine life again. So, obviously, I'm back from France um, and I'm having to self-isolate at home for two weeks. So, not too much of a problem, obviously. I'm able to do my coaching and all my work and my podcast uh, and everything else from home. All my um, learning and everything like that. My exercise, I've got the treadmill. So, I'm all set up now. After the first lot of quarantine, I'm good to go again. So, it's no real major issue. I do a lot of, as uh, most long of the time, listen of the podcast no i absolutely hate shopping and stuff anyway so all my stuff is done online so getting everything delivered um so i've not got uh, any issues really um i'll be getting back onto the treadmill this week obviously i've been in france for a few weeks um i did some running out in france which was phenomenal uh, like i mentioned a couple uh, on the on the uh, podcast episode i was running with my parents which is really good to see those guys running uh, getting out there seeing um, them keeping fit in their retirement so really uh proud of those guys uh, for what they're doing uh, but I'll be back on the um, uh, treadmill myself this week um, I saw some emails while I was on holiday um, from uh, Swift which is the um, kind of uh, online map run mapping thing uh, app, app that I use um, which kind of places you in a virtual world so you're on the, on the, running on the treadmill and it kind of moves you through the virtual world they've actually put some French maps on there now so previously um there were some London maps. Um, there was uh, Watopia, which is the kind of fictional world that Swift uh, has, um, their own world. Um, and there were a couple of other places across the United States and I think um, maybe a couple of other places as well. But they've actually put some French maps on now. So they've mapped um, Paris on there. Um, so I can go and run around the Arc de Triomphe on the treadmill, which is pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to um, doing some of that. I've been spending a little bit of time this weekend um, rearranging my house again. My, my house has been rearranged many times during uh, the lockdown. Uh, trying to, I'm, I'm a, a, a sucker for trying to tinker with things to optimise things. So I'll notice that oh, it would be slightly easier if this was uh, a couple of metres to the left or to the right and rearrange it. So I, I, once again, I'm rearranging stuff. Um, although uh, hopefully there's some benefit for the podcast as well. So I'm moving. Um, so I, I do my podcast here in my living room. You might not hear it on the podcast um, or it might come through. Um, I'm not sure. Sometimes it seems to come through on the recordings and sometimes it's not so bad. But there's a little hum in the background and that comes from my fish tank. I've got a, a, a tropical fish tank um, sat um, literally a couple of yards from where I record the podcast. So I'm going to move my podcast kit um, to, to another room. Uh, uh, and try and um, optimise that a little bit so hopefully we won't quite get that hum so I'm taking those times to tinker with some of those things um, that you wouldn't necessarily think about or worry about I, I hadn't really worried about the little hum in the background like I say it only sometimes comes through on the recording and the guys do a brilliant job editing it to uh, get that sound out usually um, so it's not really a problem but it'd be less hassle for, for everybody if I can just move the kit away um, so that, that doesn't come through at all so fingers crossed um, the new location next week will work a little bit smoother um before we jump into the podcast as well don't forget we've got the comp competition going for this month so if you head over to our website the life 
livingitandlovingit.com website. Uh, join up to our newsletter. Of course, you're going to get loads of great content. You're going to get loads of bonus stuff um, coming out in a monthly newsletter to you. Um, but for the first month, we're giving away five free coaching sessions. So these are extreme execution coaching sessions. Um, you're going to get your full disc report in that. Um, so that's a 20 plus page report um, detailing your kind of your personal strengths and weaknesses. So you do an assessment. It's a very brief questionnaire. You just run through that. Um, it takes about 10 minutes to fill out the questionnaire. You get that 23 page report. It gives you um, detailed information about um, your strengths, your weaknesses, um, the best way that you interact, uh, that people can interact with you, the best way you can interact with other people um, of different personality types. It gives you a whole host of uh detailed information about you and how you operate so they're phenomenal reports um, I've learned so much from mine and I refer to it on uh, a weekly basis I look through it every weekend um, because things kind of have new meanings um, every time I look at it so it's quite cool to see how um, I, you develop as you as you go along with that so of course with that you get a, a your free coaching session with me as well so you'll get uh, an hour uh, together with me where we come up with a personalized strategy for yourself to improve the areas that you want to improve most in your life. So whether that's your business, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships, whatever it was, we'll go through, come up with an action plan and um, we'll follow that through with some follow-up sessions as well. So don't forget to head over to that website, lifelivingitandlovingit.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, all one word, there's no spaces in there. It's lifelivingitandlovingit.com. Uh, no, no punctuation or anything. Um, head over there. Drop your um, email into the uh, little box on the front page there and we'll do a draw at the end of uh, the, uh, the month. And uh, I mean at the end of the four episodes. So this is episode three. So we'll do next week's and then uh, episode and then the week after we'll do the draw uh, and I'll let everybody know uh, if they've been a winner or not. So that's really cool. Looking forward to working with some of you guys on, on that. So. This week's topic, we're going to talk about mastering um, your processes, but I just wanted to delve in a little bit, to, a little bit further to what we talked about last week. So last week we talked about making the decision to change the season you're in. Sometimes all it takes is for you to make a decision. And I want to give a personal example of this where I've done this in my life. So um, some people know this about me and some people don't. So I'm going to share it here on the podcast um, and, and tell you a little bit uh, about my story and, and how I've put this into effect in my life. So when I was growing up, um, I don't know, ever since I was kind of early teens, I guess, I, I had uh, pains in my knees. Um, and, I, you know, I went to doctors a whole host of time and they had always told me nothing, nothing really wrong. Um, they're just growing pains. So you just need to crack on with life and, uh, and, and kind of deal with the pain slightly. So, I, I, you know, after going to several times over a period of a couple of years, I kind of just accepted that response and and, and, and kind of just lived with it. Um, so this affected me, um, you know, quite significantly because, you know, um, I hated doing sports because my knees would always hurt. Um, I hated doing any kind of uh, any kind of physical activity, really, um, that meant I had to move around too much. And it got to the point when I was about, six or seven years ago when I was 24 25 something like that um yeah maybe maybe that age um where um they they were really they were really hurting and I said you know what this just can't be growing pains anymore it's got you know it's still 
um, really hurting. And I'd been on holiday. I think I'd been on a family holiday. Uh, I think I'd gone with my parents to Florida or somewhere like that. Or maybe it was somewhere else. I can't remember. I went on holiday anyway. And um, I, oh no, it was, it was too, um, Bruges uh, in Belgium we went to see uh, I went with my ex-partner and um, we went to see um, Andre Rue in Maastricht and on the way we stopped off in Bruges for a couple of nights and there was a tower in Bruges um, like an old clock tower um, that I, uh, I, I walked with that we wanted to go up so went up the tower uh, I got about halfway up um, and my knees were absolutely excruciating so some um, some uh, big burly chap who was uh, walking up behind us obviously noticed that I was in a bit of pain and he actually helped me up the, the second half of the stairs um, uh, you know half carried me up the stairs bless him so uh, it was really great to have to have somebody help me up um, but you know I, I was kind of up at the top and I didn't really get to enjoy the experience because I was just hurting so much so when we got back down it took me an awful lot longer to get back down as well um, when we got back off that trip I thought look this time to try and go and do something about this so one of my um, very close friends recommended a physiotherapist uh, uh, um, um, a physiotherapist who I've mentioned before on the um, on the podcast uh, a chiropractor sorry not a physiotherapist so I went to see Rob um, who is uh, my local chiropractor so he uh, his um, practice is called um the Regency Clinic in Cheltenham. I was struggling to remember the name of it then, and I've spent uh, quite a lot of time there. Um, the Regency Clinic, and he's done a phenomenal job for me. So um, uh, so I went in to see Rob initially, um, and he, uh, my initial session, he kind of poked and prodded me a lot. And he said, does this hurt more or less? And he kind of moved my legs in different ways uh, and stuff. And, and yes, generally, every way he moved me, it hurt. Um, and he, and he, he kind of looked at me and he says, um, you know, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. And I said, oh, hit me with the bad news first. I'm always one to, to start with the bad news. And he said, well, the way you're going, you're about a year and a half, maybe two years. You might even get slightly longer, but you, you, you're, you're going for a hip replacement. Um, it's not actually your knees that are the problem it's your hips it's twisted um your uh, your hips are slightly twisted and out of place which is pulling the muscle um in the front of your leg um which is tightening the knee muscle which is why you're getting the pain in your knee but the problem's not actually with the knee it's with your hip um which was obviously quite a stark um warning for me as a 25 26 year old however old i was at the time to be told you know you're, you're going to need a, a hip replacement shortly if you don't do anything about it i said oh I mean, what's the uh, what's the good news there? There's going to be some good news. And he said, "Yep." He said, um, "He said if you continue the way you are, you'll probably need this. But if you do a strict um, regimen of physio and chiropractic work, then you shouldn't need that operation. You should be able to do that." And um, you know, I kind of went home, and you know, it's obviously quite some shocking shocking news to be. To be told when you're that young that you you know you possibly might need a hip hip replacement or you're more than likely going to need a hip replacement if you carry on going the way you're going. So I kind of went back to him a week later and said, look, what what do we need to do to make this right and how do we kind of um, put together a program that that saves me doing this? Um, so 
long story short he put a program together for me um of a daily exercise so um he gave me a load of um exercises to do every night so um and it was like a little program so one night i do one set of exercises the next night i do a different set of exercises i think there were three sets that i rotated around in total um so he put together this program for me um so half an hour every night I was um, doing these, this physiotherapy, this exercise at home, and then I'd pop into the clinic once a month to see him. He'd check how I was doing, uh, make the adjustments as needed to the pro, the fitness program that he'd given me, um, and and he'd, he'd make tweaks and make sure that everything was going fine, which was great. Um, so, but the process started by me making it important to myself and realizing that the important thing to measure, you know, it could have been quite easy because. Um, I'd always wanted to run and I, I, you know, I'd started running a number of times and I never got that far with it because of the pain in my knees. Now, if I'd have started measuring the distance I was running, I would have never got to where I am today because I would have become disheartened and given up along the way because I wasn't measuring the right thing. The, the, now I measure distance because I'm in a much better place and that's something that I can control with training. Now, previously I couldn't run a mile. I could barely, I could barely walk a mile, let alone run a mile, um, when I first started. So that would have been the, the, really the wrong thing. So what I did and what I made important was doing the physio every, every night. I could make, it was within my control to make it happen. I could clear time every single night, um, for as long as I needed. I didn't know it was going to last a year at a time. I figured it would last three or four months. So I was like, I can make the time available every night for three or four months, half an hour a night to be able to do these exercises and then do my stretching and the foam rolling and stuff that Robert prescribed to me. So I could make that important. I could clear out the time. I could make sure that there was time in my schedule every day, whether it was first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Now, for me, I scheduled that time in uh, in the evenings so that I could uh, always had that time available to me. And no matter what, I did that for the three to four months. Now, that three to four months quickly passed and it turned in it turned into about a year I was doing. It, it was just over a year. It was um, 14 months. I had to do that every day. Um, but the reason why I was able to stay consistent was because I focused on the right process. Um, so that process for me, like I said, was doing the exercise every night. And like I say, if I'd have been focused on measuring the distance I could run, I would have failed miserably because I wasn't, uh, there were some days I was able to run, I'd feel great. And I do, uh, you know, I do a mile, I do two miles. And that was about all I was doing at that time. Uh, and then some days I wasn't able to run because the pain was back. Um, so it took me, if I, if, like I say, if I'd have been measuring that distance, I'd have I'd have failed and I'd have probably um, still been the, where I was now or even worse I'd have needed that hip replacement. So first step is to make it real clear about what those important processes are that you need to master. Um, so that's what I learned from that experience and then do that process consistently because it wouldn't have been any good if I'd have done that process or if I'd have done that physio once a week instead of doing it every night so of course it would have been beneficial just doing it once a week but i wouldn't have had the progress so if it take it if it took me just over a year doing it every day um you know how many years would it have taken me to get to where i am now if i was doing it just once a week so you need to master that consistency but the, ne the next important part is kind of making sure you're mastering the right process and, and i don't mean by um, choosing which process it is. So for me, clearly it was doing the physiotherapy and doing the stretching and stuff. So it was clear that that was the process I needed to master. But I didn't just go off and do random physio 
or do random stretches that I'd Googled and found online. I consulted a specialist. Um, so Rob was a, a great chiropractor. He, he he owned the Regency Clinic at the time, um, so uh, uh, which is phenomenal. So he, uh, the whole team there are great. I can't underestimate how good those guys are. Um, but um, I, I consulted Rob, and, I, and then once he'd given me the plan, I followed that plan religiously because he knew what he was talking about. So I knew he was a specialist. I knew what he was talking about and I knew I had to trust him. And then the key thing then was checking in with him from time to time, um, uh, which was typically once a month, uh, sometimes a bit more often if things were hurting a bit more than I expected, I'd go and speak to him and just say, look, I just want to clarify how I'm doing this exercise is right because every time I do it, it hurts. And he'd go, yeah, yeah, you're doing that slightly wrong. You need to do it this way. Um, so check taking that time to check in and ensure that you're doing the process right so not only are you doing the right process but you're doing that process right is really important uh, and you need some way of getting that feedback loop to make sure that that process is right now maybe what you're trying to do obviously i'm talking about what's happened to me that was my uh, and, and this this applies to all areas of life by the way i'm just using that as an example for me in terms of my health and and well-being there um, but if if you're uh, if you're thinking in terms of your business, you know if you're a property entrepreneur, let's go back to that. If you're a property entrepreneur, and maybe a process that you've got in place is that you go on viewings or do virtual viewings in uh, in this quarantine life, and uh, maybe you're doing virtual viewings. Maybe your process is to do um, four viewings a week. Let's just make something up. Let's say you're doing four viewings a week. Now, are you doing those viewings efficiently? or as, as efficiently as you can do them. Can you talk to somebody who does more viewings than you or is more uh, experienced in property viewings than you are and get some advice and tips from them and say, look, this is how I do a viewing. Would you mind if I tagged along with you, come along and do uh, and do a viewing with you and learn uh, to see if you're doing it the best way? Because chances are there's always something you can improve, right? No matter how many times I went back to Rob uh, and I still see him, by the way, from time to time, I still see him every few months just to keep everything um, ticking over make sure everything's looking good and the number of times he's picked something out and said actually you need to start doing these exercises again because um, your hips dropped off a bit or, or your your ankles got a bit weaker you know he spots those things a lot earlier than I do uh, and gives me those exercises then to strengthen them and prevent it becoming uh, a bigger problem in the future um, can you do that with somebody in your circles with who you're friends with you maybe you've got friends maybe you've got colleagues maybe there's a coach you can speak to um you know if we're talking about property um as we were um you know i everybody knows on the podcast i thoroughly recommend the guys at Pro progressive property or progressive success the company is now called rob rob moore the owner he had two companies Pro progressive property and um progressive uh, and uh, success um, and they've merged the two companies and they're now called progressive success so um, but any of the property training goes that those guys do they do property coaching and mentoring um, they're really great so I thoroughly recommend that but whatever field you're in there are coaches there are mentors there are people that you can work with uh, it, it, you know this doesn't necessarily even have to be paid for so obviously you can always pay for coaching and mentoring but there are free ways or cheaper ways of getting coaching and mentoring so if somebody's written a book you know you're paying $7.99 $10.99 $15.99 whatever it is for a book um, and that's you know, quite often that's a lifetime's worth of knowledge that somebody has accumulated and put into a book for you um, that's easily accessible and readily available. So you can learn by by reading a book. 
you can go online and if you if there are people in your circle that you follow i always recommend having kind of uh, role models uh, whose blueprint you can follow um so if you've got role models in whatever it is you're trying to do whether it's business whether that's property or otherwise whether it's coaching whether it's um whether it's in relationships whether it's in health and wellness there are role models that you can find and that you can follow um so what do they do so is it like do they do podcasts like i do do they do online courses do they have a blog you can read there's the, all this way to consume information to make sure that you can master your processes and i think it's really key to take that time to ensure um, that the processes that you're doing like i say not only are the right processes but you're doing those processes right i think we often underestimate that we think oh we're doing the right thing we're doing the right thing but if we're not quite doing it in the right way, then we're never going to get the growth and those um, results that we're expecting. So I think it's really key to take a look at that. Um, as per my example, that I just went through, you can control your process by making sure that you do it every day uh, and being consistent with that process um, by keeping that consistency you're going to improve over time anyway because over time the human's natural um, behavior is to improve a process and shorten it as much as possible so you will naturally improve at whatever it is you're doing over time anyway um, but that you know we can always get further gains on that by seeing if there's any tweaks or changes that we can make that other people have already learned um, you know it, it, what's the saying uh, it's good to learn your from your mistakes but it's even better to learn from somebody else's so if there's more like i say more experienced people then try and try and learn from them as well and you know sometimes that's just a conversation at a networking event or maybe you've got a friend that does something that you're trying to do maybe you're trying to lose uh, shift a bit of weight and maybe you've had a friend that lost some weight last christmas and you were impressed they kept it off and they look really great maybe you can just have a conversation um just go over for a chat or phone up for a chat nowadays rather than going over i guess uh have a chat and a conversation and you know they'll probably be really pleased to share that information with you most people love sharing information and helping people out um so it's always worth trying to have that conversation to see if, if you can glean any of that useful those useful tips from somebody no matter what the subject is so that that's kind of what i wanted to talk about today was about selecting your processes and then mastering your processes um so hopefully that's been helped so just to recover um what we what we um what the topic was there so control your processes. make sure you're doing the right processes evaluate your processes make sure you're doing the right processes and make sure you're doing your processes right be consistent with those processes and review those processes regularly to make sure that you're doing them the most effective and efficient way possible and make sure that you're measuring the right part of the process. So remember my example from my running, don't measure the distance you are running because that's just a surefire way to, to uh, failure. Measure the length of time and that you're doing the exercise daily and making sure that you're measuring that as opposed to the distance because that's the right thing to measure at that time like i said you can move on to measuring other things in the future so right now i measure the distance i run because i can now control that a lot better so as 
people on the podcast know, I do a lot of running now. I do, I've done multiple half marathons. I was signed up to do some marathons this year and able to do that because obviously COVID knocked them back to next year, but I'm excited and looking forward to doing them next year. Um, and you know, having gone from not being able to walk up a flight of stairs properly, um, to, um, running marathons, uh, is a real success and I'm really, proud of being able to do that and I'm really pleased with what I've been able to achieve Um, but now I'm measuring that success in a slightly different way so as you develop and that's a key thing as well make sure that you're measuring the the right thing so um, if you keep measuring just whether you're doing the exercise that that will eventually become the wrong thing to measure right if I was still measuring that now I I wouldn't have I would have lost my gains and I wouldn't be um, progressing as fast as I am because you need to keep on top of what you're your reviewing uh, your processes you're reviewing on a regular basis and monitoring so hopefully that's helped with today um don't forget to head over to the website like i mentioned at the beginning don't forget to head over to the website life living it and loving it.com sign up to the newsletter to be entered into that competition uh to uh win the coaching sessions and disc reports um thanks very much for listening guys hope you guys are keeping well uh keep well this week i've been gordon Doan. you guys have been great let's start living a life we love today let's go